0: blog talk radio
1: all pirates yes they are by pulled of to the merchant ship minutes after did you guys from the bottom
2: fellow Belizeans, I want to greet you all again in the name of peace, the universal greetings of all the prophets from Adam to Muhammad, and uh, that greeting is peace be with you, and i also like to say good morning to all my listeners who have taken the time out of their busy schedule on this beautiful Saturday morning, at least here in California, where I am, to uh, tune in to hear popular education, which is something that we try to promote, which is one of the key tenets, I would say the bedrock of this blog radio on the Internet, is that we try to present popular education. What do I mean by that? Meaning that we try to give you the information and have you make reasonable and rational choices based on information that we're giving you. And it's not propaganda. We're not giving you... We're not trying to convince you of anything. We're not trying to persuade you otherwise. We're merely giving you the information, correct information, that is, so that you can make a reasonable choice as to how you want to look at the issues. whether well, in this particular case, the issues relate to beliefs. Now, today I have a um, gentleman... Who's going to be coming on. Many of you may or may not know him, but, um, Mr. Lewis Wade, um, who is the, uh, host and founder of, um, Plus TV out of Belmopan. So, um, I will, he will come on with us in a little while. In the interim, I just want to say that, um, you know, reading all the blogs, I've been very, act- I'm an active blogger on the, um, uh, on the internet. Many of you may or may not know that, but I am, um. And one of the things that I found out that, uh, <clears throat> you know, we can agree to, we can all agree to be disagreeable. And one of the issues that seems to be endemic in Belize's uh, DNA, if you will, or the people's DNA, is that, um, that if, I, if I say I disagree with you, that means I don't like you. Or if I say I disagree with you, you disagree with me, oh, I get defensive, and want to attack you. I mean, and I'm saying to, to us, uh, brothers and sisters, it's okay to have philosophical disagreement. It's okay to have intellectual disagreement. It's okay to not agree on everything. I and mean, many of the issues that we are discussing, yes, we care very passionately about it, because, you know, but sometimes you can be passionate about something that's wrong. And I think that's what, that's what uh, happens in often, often cases. You know, we, we say yes. Not because you say it's positive or it's absolute means it's correct it could be that you know that you know you, you may have a warped view of it or, a, or a, not a firm grasp of what the, the particular issue that you are so vehemently arguing for and standing by so we have to really examine our positions when we um you know when we uh when we when we when we argue like that you know um so look i'll I, I just give a basic example of what I, what i meant you know, we were on the issue that seems to be a very, very emotional and well, you know. Let me let me rephrase that. Not emotional, but an issue that seems to be very on the tip, tipping point of what Belize is all about is the issue of dual nationality. Okay, now let me explain. Currently, as the law stands on the books in Belize. If you if you hold the United States passport like I do after the age of 18, then that disqualifies you from ever entering into electoral, poli- electoral politics in Belize. You can vote, yes, but you cannot... I'm not saying you want to do this, but if you decide to say, you know, I want to put myself up to be for high office, you're disqualified because under the law and the statutes in Belize, if you are a born Belizean like I am and you happen to carry a United States passport like I do then that automatically qualifies you I don't have a problem with that I really don't and they're saying the only way that I could and here's a caveat too is the only way that I can run for high office if I decide that's what I want that's the direction I want to go is if I renounce my US citizenship now so many of you listening, there say, yeah, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, why not? You should have only had one allegiance. And, you know, why do you want to have multiple allegiance? You know, after all, you're defending the flag. You're, you know, you're going to fight against Guatemala or whoever it is you're going to fight you know, against. You want to make sure that if this country ever comes under attack, that your allegiance is unquestioned. Yes, I get that, and I agree. I'll be there with you. I have no, I have no issue with that. That's fine. That's all well and good. And that's not my argument. All all I'm saying to you is this. Consider this. While you're putting up impediments for natural born Belizeans, such as myself, and there's hundreds of us, thousands of us in the United States, Los Angeles alone have at least 60,000 Belizeans who come under that thing. Not to mention New York, Chicago, Miami. I mean, I can go on. But the point is, we all or dis disenfranchised second class system based on a particular law in the book. So for example, let me explain it, let me let me let me give you what I'm talking about. So now you all these born Belizeans who are who are disqualified from participating in the electoral pro- process, that's the impediment now. But for if you are naturalized Belizean so if you are Canadian, an American, even American, that you and you get naturalized in Belize, guess what? You don't have that impediment. You can run for high office. You can participate in anything you want without any restrictions. Okay? And incidentally, our kids, or your, any born American kids that you have right now, if you're a Belizean, that kid also qualifies to participate in whatever in Belize without any restrictions. But yet and still, they're asking us to give up that um, our renunce but they're not putting the same kind of criteria or the same kind of question or the same kind of impediment over naturalized Belizeans who hum to be dual nationals. So the only dual national that they're singling out, the only dual national that they, they're saying, "You, this is what you've got to do, is are natural-born Belizeans in the diaspora. And it's over, I would say there's over 100,000 natural-born Belizeans. Or it might be more. I'm just giving you an official figure that I have seen. So what we're saying is, fine, I don't, I don't have an issue with renouncing. That's not my problem. I'll renounce in a minute. But the, in the same breath, when you're asking me to renounce my citizenship for the United States, why don't you ask the other guy who is naturalized in Belize to do the same? You're not asking him to do that. And it gets even more insidious. According to Section 29.3 of the Belize Constitution, any foreign national that, that state that has hostility towards Belize I'm paraphrasing here. They're they immediately they, they should be denied or they are disqualified or they prohibited from carrying citizenship. But wait, guess what? We have a we had a we had a Guatemalan, a dual national, that was going to run for high office for the UDP in Orange Walk. Look at the hypocrisy. Look at the inconsistency of these unjust laws that you're going to sit on Facebook or wherever or, or social media and argue vehemently for, but you don't. You're not willing to address. Therein lies the hypocrisy. Therein lies the double speak, because you're willing to common you know, come on social media media and and um, and castigate us for being. For being unreasonable, for being irrational, when the law itself is unreasonable, unjust, and irrational. And that's what we're saying. We're not suggesting, I'm not saying that I have a problem with renouncing. I'm not saying that and no one else should, that, 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 that you, know, you should not question the allegiance. No. I'm saying, why question my allegiance when you don't apply the same principle to those others out there who, such as the Guatemalans, who you allow citizenship, citizenship even though the Constitution explicitly prohibits it, or the Canadian guy who you let run, even though, can, even though he is a dual national, or people from the commonwealth. So why are you just selectively, arbitrarily, and capriciously instituting a law and arguing for it vehemently when it, you know to your heart and soul that the law is unjust, but you are only holding it against your natural-born Belizean brothers and sisters in the diaspora? And that's what we're talking about when 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 you see these these these, these uh, vitriolic in some in some instances. And I don't like to use that word, but these debates that gets very 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 heated is because you know we are trying to argue that look we don't have an issue with you saying that the, you know th- that we should renounce. Well, we have an issue with you demanding our renunciation, but in the same breath, then you're not doing the same for those who hold two passports. That's all we're saying. I am saying, if you want us to renounce, and let. If you, if, if it's, if it's the question of renunciation, it's a question of want and you're saying the allegiance. I'm saying to you, okay, you know what? If I'm going to renounce, let the law sh- state that everyone, that if they want to run for high office and believe, must renounce. Do not make it selective for just the believers who are Americans. But instead, so you leave the Canadians, you leave the Commonwealth, and you leave Guatemalans who are not even supposed, who are disqualifying by law, stated law in the constitution. But you, you turn your eye because the minister discretion. So the minister can supersede law in Belize? The legislature is supposed to make law in the cabinet, and the minister can come around and supersede the Constitution? What kind of madness is that? you think the United States or senator can override the Bill of Rights? Come on now. Come to Belize. Let's, let's be fair here. And then so you're asking Belize and Americans to give up their Social Security, give up all their benefits that they have. Since some people who have decades toiled to get. And if you highly educated, that's like over a million dollars, not to mention... Your, 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 your medical benefits. You're asking us to give that up, but you're not asking the Canadian to do that. You're not asking the Australian to do that. You're not asking the Jamaican to do that. You're not asking no one else, only the Belizean, natural-born Belizean Americans living in the United States. That's wrong, and I'm going to continue to talk about it. I'm going to continue to highlight it. I'm going to continue to write about it. I'm going to continue to discuss it. And who don't like it? Well, that's too bad, because it's wrong. It's an unjust law, and it should be addressed promptly so let's get let's be clear about that now um i have online my um uh lewis wade m jr many of you know him from um from plus tv and he's um um this gentleman here has you know he's he's a this guy's a multi-talented guy and you know and i i i was you know like many of us, you know, you can't judge someone until you get an opportunity to really see their views and read what they're talking about. I've been reading his columns in the um, Reporter, and I found them to be balanced, fair, and the kind of columns that I would have that, that I would write. Like the one he just wrote with, on the Integrity Commission, fair, balanced, and to the point, and focusing on on, on the issue, and it, it's not relegated to whether it's a red or a blue. It's a it's it's a national issue that he's discussing, and he frame it in he frame it as such where you can say, "Yo, oh, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. What this brother is saying. So I'm happy that he agreed to come on today. And let me just give you a brief thing about him. You know, he was this. This brother was also he's a former educator. You know, science and about I think he was chemistry and biology at one of the largest high school in Belize. He even started a band. Okay, I mean, you know, so he this this brother has a lot of talent. You know, he started a band. You know, he um. You know, he's um he's also, you know, the host of the Plus T V in Baumapen. If any of you ever tune into that, you you will see him there every morning, you know, mm-hmm. espousing, you know, the views of uh, and I and I find that a lot of the times that he's talking he you know, he he's addressing national issues that, that that I would, you know, want to address that, that, that's good for the governance wow. and jurisprudence of this of our
3: nation. So without any further ado,
2: I wanna welcome Louis. Louis, are you there?
3: Hi, Hubert. Uh, I'm right here. Good morning. And uh, of course, to your viewers as well and listeners. All right,
2: good, good. So, Louis, so how are you doing this morning, brother?
3: Well, everything is, everything is all right. It's a beautiful day in the capital city of Benghapan. And uh, it's certainly um, a beautiful, beautiful, uh, warm day. Okay, great.
2: Um, You know, Louis, you know, I mean, I was reading, I want to start off with that Integrity Commission thing because I, I read your column, Speaking <laughs> Reporter, and, you know, your appetited yeah. commission, or was it omission by commission. What is? What exactly is happening yeah. with that Integrity Commission? Give, give our
3: viewers, I mean, our listeners a sense of, you know, a background on what's going on there. Well, the Integrity Commission, first of all, is a bipartisan commission. It's supposed to be, where the Prime Minister selects some of the people, the majority of the people, or he appoints them, and then they, in conjunction with the leader of the opposition, um, two people, a minority, will be selected, and then um, together with the chairperson, who must be a lawyer, um, they sit as the Integrity Commission, and they're, they're supposed to oversee the... Um, the finances, the, 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 the politicians, those who are um, working with the public purse are supposed to submit on an annual basis um, their finances, their accounts, and so on, and this Integrity Commission is to sit over that. The problem has been, however, that uh, uh, when this uh, the Barrow administration came into office, in two thousand and eight, there was no integrity com- commission for an entire year to two thousand and nine. Um, in two thousand and nine, Bq Pitts was selected as the chairperson, and the integrity commission at least it sat, at least it met for two years from nine to eleven but in all eleven Bq pitts was transferred to, over to become their accountant the, the, um, the um, attorney general. And since then, we haven't had a chairman. There has not been a sitting committee. And the reasons, as you will note in my article, are actually ludicrous, if I could say the least, why we have not had an integrity commission at a period of time when I consider the corruption to be moving from bad to worse.
2: Mm-hmm. And, 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 and I also noted that in, in, in your column you uh you you know you felt that um, you don't you don't believe that bipartisan uh, appointment of these of these people in the commission
3: uh, is relevant. Why is that? That is correct. Um, there needs to be and what I what I do a lot what I try to do a lot is to educate Belizean people on the issues so that whether people consider themselves to be PUP or UDP or third party. There has to be first the understanding of the issue so that they can know what to pressure their party um, or when the manifesto comes out or whenever their, their own political party make promises to them, they are able to know whether those promises are sound. And so what, what I am trying to do right now is to have people to understand the difference between bipartisanship um, or, a, or a committee made out of bipartisan members, as opposed to a committee which is made out of um, independent people, people who are not selected based upon a political process or based upon whether the leader of the government side or the opposition side feel that these people are fit for the post, but based on the fact that these people are able to stand independently of a political appointment. Um, especially in a patronage system that we have here, but they are based upon their own integrity, based upon their own experience, and based upon what they bring to the table. So there are certainly some boards that can be bipartisan, but, but I firmly believe um, that there are the, the systems that need to oversee how government carries out its business. The Integrity Commission, the Auditor General's Office, the Public Accounts Committee, the Elections and Bunges Commission, that these committees don't need to be bipartisan. They need to be totally apolitical. They need to be independent um, if they will oversee. Because in Belize, you will notice that most things are politically polarized. So Mm -hmm. even if something is bipartisan, 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 The government in power still has the majority seat in it, so there may be debate, there may be discussion, but at the end of the day, they form the quorum, they can proceed with business, and we have too many rubber stamps in Belize, and they will rubber stamp what government does. So what we need to do for our most vital committees is to move them away from bipartisanship, because even if something happens, they will still go to the public and say, oh, it's political. And it polarizes the people, so we need to move where certain, certain systems are totally independent of either political parties
2: okay yeah and the, uh, I agree with that with that with that you know so that they can be manipulated by uh, by either of those parties and the thing the thing that I, I found interesting, Louis, was that you were questioning openly um you 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 you, you uh, well you, you i guess you asked the question you know um rhetorically. We can't
3: find any Belizeans on that commission. I mean, is that the issue there? Right, and and the reason is because, as I mentioned in the in the column, and this is what I try to do, um, Hubert. I try to cut cut through the crap, cut through the rhetoric, cut through the political spin, and try to hit the heart of the matter, because the the commission from 2011. To 2014 could not be um, could not be formulated, they sit, because according to the prime minister, it was a matter of omission. He, said he, uses, he used those words specifically in his new year address to the nation that omissions such as the Integrity Commission, would be brought back in 2014. Those, those were, were, were almost uh, his words, but essentially he said that from 2011 to now we didn't have an integrity commission because they could not find, for lack of uh, an, an auditor, accredited a, a um, um, accountant, a certified accountant. it's ab- absolutely ridiculous because we have an organization that is fully functional that has over 50 of them. So why is it that these people are not qualifying? It's not because they're not academically qualified. It's not because they don't have integrity. It's not because of that. It's because they do not pull a particular political line. So we have to cut to the chase and say, the reason why you have not been able to put together your integrity commission is because you can't find people who fit your specific criteria, which is not a criteria that the country knows, but it is clearly political patronage, patronage because politicians... Prefer trust and loyalty over truth and integrity and um and, and facts. So this is what I talk about in the morning. Okay, and you know, I mean,
2: I also found out that you know, you know, and this is issue, Louis, I'm hundred percent with you on this because this is um, this issue is to transcend any um, party politics or any any, any color because is, this is right. a matter of it, national it, it, national it, it, of the country.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay, let me ask you
1: speak to, to some of the problems
3: within our country and and I mean name the issue, and you will find a political spin to it rather than a more analytical or factual basis I agree um, let me ask you
2: what do you in terms of the, uh, the finding people for this integrity commission because you know, you know corruption is, a, is a, you know, that has been on front and center recently with all the scandals with the Czech scandal at the at the airport uh, uh, airport uh, a board and other scandals, Penner among others. But w- yeah, what social kind of investment. People, social investment also. What possible. kind of people do you want to see yeah. on this commission in terms of, I mean, what would be
3: some of the well, qualifications? Yes. Yes. Um, well, first of all, there are many people within the country who are known to have integrity. They speak on issues from a non-political um, standpoint. You have people, we have organizations and beliefs like Rotary, the um, Rotary, we have the Lions, um, which, which, you know, we have the religious organizations, we have unions, we have the business community. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, for example, our we have also non-governmental um, organizations. All of these organizations have to observe such stringent laws um, and, and oversight and regulation. And these organisations, as I said, NGOs and so on, can certainly uh, get the kind of um, can get the kind of people that are able to um, sit comfortably in those positions. I mean, Rotary, as I said, and Lions and and religious organisations and these NGOs, unions and so on, man, have a list of people that they depend upon. To, to, to carry out their work in a professional, non-partisan way.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I'd like to also see someone from the diaspora, you know, or people from the diaspora as well who, you know, who, who meet those criteria that you're saying, because there's
3: many of them out here too. Yeah, you know. Well,
4: well, of course, of, of course.
3: Um, um, uh, there are Belizeans around the world who can carry um, positions of authority within the country, I believe, I think, even the Prime Minister um, in this second administration, I I feel that he had an inkling of a suspicion of what would happen in the second administration, you know, because he brought in George from Brussels, and he brought in another gentleman to head the the Ministry of Works, you know. Um, He came and head the Ministry of Works. Unfortunately, I don't have his name at this time. But I'm, I'm telling you, he spent a couple of weeks in the office, and he said, you know, get me the hell out of here. And, 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 and he And left. <laughs> Is that right? So, so, yes. I mean, and, and and this was a, was a consummate professional. And we have people like that around the world, no, including Belize. Mm,
2: okay. Um. You know. Um. Louis, one of the things that I find that you know when we talk about beliefs, you know, there's always this 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 you know, and I and I want to discuss this issue with you because you know. Um, I have, I don't really, I, I have seen you, I don't think I have, you know, on the blogs, I've really seen you come out, you know, definitively what your view, as far as the, 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 the um, perhaps you heard me talking about it when you came on briefly, well, briefly right. this morning, but, um, what is your view on, on the diaspora's involvement, you know, for a lack of, for a lack of a better word, in, 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 all body politics in Belize, or in all the electoral process in Belize?
3: Right. Okay. Um, You are right that you don't see me commenting or blogging or writing on that particular issue. Um, To be honest with you, I am still formulating my own personal um, opinion on the issue, and I am reading and listening and monitoring voices like yours, other voices out of the United States and the Belizean voice on the particular issue. So maybe what I would more discuss is some concerns you understand, okay, let's discuss that. That, need, that need to be addressed. Okay. Um, the, at, at this present moment, right, we, we are beginning to have um, social media where Belizeans at home are beginning to understand, for the first time, the psyche of the Belizean American. Mm-hmm. So, so, so for me, it is at a testing phase where we are saying, okay, what does the Belizean American think about the issues that are happening back home? We can, for the first time, listen to your blog, um, to, to your radio blog. We can listen to comments, and we can see whether or not Belizeans in the diaspora have a grasp of the issues that are, 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 being, um, that are occurring at home. So it's, it's very important to understand that for the first time we can have an honest dialogue on the issue because first the people who were representing the diaspora and representing the Belizean uh, um, the Belizean perspective were politicians. In other words, the politicians and government officials had the freedom to travel to the US and travel between US and Belize, and Belizeans in the diaspora primarily got their information and their perspective from government officials. And that's kind of troubling. It's kind of troubling. When your primary source of information in the diaspora was not the rank-and-file street perspective, but it was coming through a filtered source. You you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. So if if you could, like in the past, You would listen to some Belizean-Americans' perspective on what was happening at home, and it was filtered. It was seriously filtered through the embassies and and these other things, and and you would shake your head and you would say, my gosh, these people don't have a clear understanding of what is happening on the ground. But I I can tell you that that is changing, um, Hubert. It is changing dramatically where we're at a point where some of you guys have a better grasp and understanding of what is happening in Belize than, than, um, than, than Belizeans, than some Belizeans at home because of the exposure and the experience you have with the American system and then combined with that is your knowledge of what is happening at home. So this is a new reality and so I mean I congratulate you. Um, For spearheading it because I think it is timely in that in that manner But but for me for me personally It is a matter of whether or not the Belizean in the diaspora is able to understand the concepts and the pressures and the and the issues that are happening on the ground and I think that was not really possible before um, before social media I'll be honest with you that even in Belize, some of these media houses are so politically tainted and biased that even if you were to receive one or two pieces of information, my brother, it would not be sufficient to, to, to gain a, a broad understanding of what was happening on the ground. But it is changing now, and I think the debate is very timely.
2: Yeah, I agree with you, Louis. I mean, I, I will take, I agree with that, uh, that, that analysis because, I mean, we do have to have a commanding understanding and we do have to have an uh, idea, commanding idea, that is of what, you know, some of the challenges that our Belizean brothers and sisters are facing on the ground. I mean, that, I, I will not argue with that at all. That's a fair and, and yeah. even-handed uh, assessment of, of where we are as a people. And I do agree with you that social media has, has you know, has bridged the gap yeah. Bridging that gap between you and me. Because look, no, I just to talked to you. I mean, you know, a you few know, exactly. years ago. And I know. think
3: this, this, Hubert, is what is going to bring about the kind of change that, that you are fighting for. Because traditionally, I will be honest with you, some of these politicians out of Belize and I will call no name and I will call no political party, they continue to win their constituency bolstered by Belizean-Americans, financed by Belizean-Americans who have no clue of what is happening in some of those constituencies, but continue to come home, they are brought home every election to have a couple of days of fun and visitation for for their families, and they come and they vote for some of those politicians even though for the rest of the four years and five years, they don't live the reality of what people in those constituencies live. And so you have certain constituencies in Belize City where substantial vote comes out of the diaspora. They are brought in, they are shipped in, they are flown in. They come and they make a difference in the election and they do not live the reality. That is a fact. Mm -hmm. And it affects the the perspective it affects the perspective of the uh, of why Belizeans feel the way they do that the that the Belizean American does not really get it because they can vote but they not they will not live the reality of that vote. So now that perspective begins to affect the more legitimate perspective which is that of running for office. Okay.
2: I mean, and like I said, Louis, those are all fair, um, you know, um, analysis, you know, based on the reality of what, you know, whether, you know, the perception of what, where we the are, you know, on the people, people, you know, and, you know, I mean, but I, I, all that, all, having said all that, Louis, I still believe that, that, um, that we must, we must have unification. Can we agree on that? That the unification
3: of the diaspora? And the, oh, most, most definitely. And social media is speeding it up. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: you know, one of the things that I, that I want to, you know, discuss with you also is the fact that, um, you know, the, the fact that um, having, what you, having said all that, that, what you just said, which is totally on time and correct, yeah. you know, we have an issue whereby, like, and, and I was looking at the Constitution 29.3 specifically that says that we should not have any nationals who come from a foreign state that has hostility to us. Well, we all know Guatemala has hostility to us, yet, and still, we, you know, we tend to don't put those same kind of impediments or have, that kind of. That, like what you were describing, that kind of you know that kind of scrutiny on those Guatemalan nationals, as we say yeah. we do with the you know in the diaspora. I, I'm just curious to know why do you think what, why why do you think we're so comfortable with the, the Guatemalans, like the Grivelda guy you know, who was supposed to run for UDP office in Orangeville. Mm-hmm. Why are we so comfortable with those people there as opposed to say you know the ones in the diaspora?
1: Yeah
3: it's a very good point, very good observation, and I think that that is a very valid argument that you need to continue to discuss, but that you remember where I said that some of the things that that I am seeking for in my country, I literally have to drop back to the place of education, Mm -hmm, (laughs) you know, mm -hmm, because the masses on the street, the masses on the street have a different perspective, because the masses on the street are not living comfortably with the Belize-Guatemala dual citizenship issue. So, so the truth of the matter is that the political parties use the, the um, immigration issue as a way to bolster their vote and so somebody like the guy in Orange Walk, um, as, 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 you, as you gave that example, is not a comfortable fit. He has not been able to win, for example, and, and um, he has not been able to win his constituency. And, and that may continue. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that, but the way, the way it is reading on the ground, still to date, that he has not garnered that level of support. The only level of support that he will get is because if he gets the blessing of the of the of the leader of his party then they rank and file three out of ten people who are flag-waving politicians it doesn't matter who their political leader endorses, they will endorse that we have another situation here with our work Huang in the in Kai of south you have the issue of Penner um, um, the, the Penner situation and you know these issues um, very well very well, no? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But the, the truth of the matter, like I said, is that the politicians might be comfortable with it, but Belize on a whole is not comfortable with that issue.
2: Okay, so, so even though, I mean, they, they, I mean because the, and they, they, well, if you signal the politicians, you're right, because around election time, you see this mass this mass registration of, you know, Guatemalan nationals, I don't know what they promised them. I guess they promised them land in, you know, almost a quid pro quo thing where if you vote for me, this is what. Now, Penner opened about it. Penner, um, Penner, I think he was on record saying, yeah, I even paid out of my own money for some people to, you know, for some of them to come from military or to, to I'm paraphrasing here, that, um, to vote. So th- right?
1: this is You're what, right? I, this but is the kind of thing that.
3: that when I see, go ahead, go ahead, Louis. It, it 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 is you are perfectly right you, you are perfectly right but you have to also understand that the constituencies that do that they're not 31 constituencies across the country of Belize um um the constituencies that bolster that kind of that kind of manipulation of the of the, um, of the immig- immigration situation to their benefit is not across the whole thirty one constituencies. You see? So so there is a an unease and it is a growing unease. And my fear my fear is that it's not going to end well. It is not going to end well. What is your you, what, you,
2: you what, what do you perceive? What are you what are you, what are you saying? Is
3: going to end well, <laughs> I mean, I say? Give, give me some <laughs> um, videos on that, Louis. <laughs> I'm <laughs> curious now. <laughs> In well, because it's, it's infringing on the job and unemployment situation. Then it's infringing on the on the land. So not just the employment. It's infringing on the land. Then it's infringing on your health system, and it, it continues to infringe. And you, 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 you will reach a point where there is going to be a line drawn. And it's, it's not going to end well.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, I see. I totally see that. Because, and you know, that's why, Louis know, what I find that's interesting... Like, it's like say, saying that uh, the fact that it exists doesn't mean that... As I, am, I am telling you, my brother, one of the, re, one of the ways how we need the, the diaspora assistance is to teach our people how to stop tolerate nonsense. Because mm-hmm. our tolerance level appears to be extremely high.
2: You know, and that's, that's one of the things I was saying, that I find interesting, Luke, because, you know, we here in the diaspora, yes, I know, you have, and I, I, trust me, I don't want to call names, because I know for a fact people that Los Angeles will go, uh, you know, and vote for, you know, I'm not going to call names, but they go yeah, never in the time time Square, to the Green Square, Mesopotamia. So and I hope some of them are listening to this
3: program today.
2: You know, but but see, I mean, I I still think there's you know that particular issue should not cloud or shroud the fact that you know we still need to focus on where the unification of the diaspora to really you know I mean I think the diaspora is the last bastion, like you are rightly saying now, you know that that to 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 help this country because this country is really is in crisis, it's teetering on the abyss, you know, and if we don't if we don't if we continue to put up you know these impediments, these barriers to you know to, to true unification of the diaspora. Just because we are dual nationals, just because you know you know we you know we have the CAR2 passport and we don't do the same for other nationals, I think it would really it would it can lead to a, a rift and an unfortunate rift that, that 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 shouldn't be there. But coming back to the question, though, that is correct. That is
3: that's correct.
2: You know, coming back to the question, the fact that someone like yourself. Very few people understand the issue, Louis, the way you do. And, you know, and that, to me, it, is like you said, is the education of the popular mass because a lot of the Belizeans down there, don't, they always say, oh, we hate American Belizeans because they do this, but they don't really understand the intricacies and all the, uh, and all the, 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 the tie-ins and the un, un, underlying things that, that one has to do in order for us to really look at what is happening in that country. And having said that, coming back to, 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 the, to the diaspora thing, you, you know, I found out that on your radio, I mean, sorry, on your TV show, you tend yeah. to have this, this perspective that, look, that I want to educate people first before I even take a position on anything. Is that correct?
3: Um, yes, well, but because, because it is so easy for politicians in Belize to do anything that they want people to distance from. They label it as political, and then it immediately creates an us-against-them um, us um, situation that makes it harder for you to gain ground on your issue. So I've studied, studied it for many years, and so we have decided that this is the best possible way for us to create change and national development in Belize. Is to build upon a foundation of education and trust, trust and education working hand in hand, so that people will make that decision on their own rather than a, a benevolent leader of a political party coming to them and say, "Trust me, man. This is the best way for go."
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know. I mean. I see. Because I think also too, Louis. You know, on that same line of thought, too, with the diaspora. You know. I don't think that you know we are. You know, obviously we all love our country. I mean, you know, yeah. we're no different from any Belizean that lives down there. And yeah, we know down there. Like I agree with you that know, they take a licking, like somebody like to say. You know, or I agree that in order for you to really understand the issue, and, I, and I'm not arguing with you on this at all, that no, in no. order for someone to really understand the issue, you have to be on the ground. That's. I mean, I think any reasonable individual from the diaspora will have to understand that that yes, you have. To be underground to really for a few years, however long you know, whether it's a couple of years whatever to really understand, you know what the, you know the intricacies of you know what what we're dealing with. So I mean, but I would still don't want to see that as an impediment to why we can't work together, why we can't you know make this a reality. But let me ask you this: yeah. right. Do you think that do you believe that that, that, um, that those laws that we have on the books for that creating all of this this, this rancor and, and divide, if you will, this chasm? Do you believe that you know that people should continue to defend these laws, even though they know that to be they, that they are unjust? I like I like you
3: put that. <laughs> Box me in a very good kind no, of. I, um, I don't want I don't want
2: to pigeonhole you or anything like that. I don't want to ambush sure, you. Know.
3: Yeah, let let me let me instead of answer the question, tell you what what needs to happen first. What needs to happen first is that. Belizean Americans with that technical knowledge need to spend some time in Belize with their dual citizenship. Begin to become participatory in the political uh, the political process. Then they need to be assigned to certain high level posts within government where the rank-and-file street Belizean, grassroots Belizean, is able to see that these people love the country as much as they do, and that the reason why they are in the U.S. is because of many valid reasons, but they're still interested to contribute to Belize and that they are as patriotic, so that the Belizean people can begin to see, those who are in Belize, and begin to see over time that these people are just like us, their heart beats just like us, they suffer with the Belizean people just like us, that there is the need for that bridge first because the, the Belizean-American that the Ram can file Belizean sees on a daily basis are those who either come in for Carnival, September celebrations, <laughs> yeah. or they come in for Christmas or elections. That is the... You, you understand? So there is a yeah, 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 I there agree with you hundred percent on
0: that.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then so when they begin to see these Belizean Americans like like um I could like I want to give Joy Grant as the example again because she she is she's not a Belizean American but she's been a Belizean abroad, working for Belize in Brussels and there are many Belizeans in the US exactly. right now so Belize American, yeah. but they they have hard that Belize twenty four seven every day. But the thing about the matter is that You know right now, with so much corruption and so much allegations against so many ministers, the minister that they have nothing against is Joy Grant. You understand? So with these kinds of examples, you are no longer seeing a a Belizean slash whatever um, only during holiday time. You are seeing them coming into the country and contributing significantly. Man, if we are able to get a couple more of those kind of people operating within our system, trust me, the, the, pers- the perspective changes, it changes, and then it's easier to change a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, all right. That, I, was I, I would, I that sounds reasonable. Because I could ask right. a
3: as see more people.
2: You know you're right because you you know the perception and it's sometimes I say perception is reality. The perception is that believers only go down there for blabs and you know show off or just hang out or you know carnival time. Very very few
3: you don't they don't get and to see. Unfortunately, any. Belizeans, I, 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 I might get in trouble for this. But oh we God. tend to we tend to um, take issues that might be totally unrelated and we link them together. And come up with a conclusion and some of my protractors will say I do exactly the same thing um, uh, but the Belizean psyche lumps um, issues together that one would, would probably consider and say, man but these two things are unrelated can't we separate these two things and argue them separately and the answer is um, no we need to look at it give together. me an example
2: of what you're saying when you say that lumping thing together Explain
3: further that, or, please. Well, that be, I'll give you one right on your stream, which is there is a there is a difference between um, the voting issue of the diaspora and the running for political office issue. They are totally different, but they are lumped together. The issue, the issue of immigration, and the issue of employment they are they can be treated totally different because immigrant immigrants can come into your country without affecting your um without affecting your employment situation because government can relegate them to industries that Belizeans are not participating in. For example We we would not have a problem with Orientals coming into the country if they are setting up the kinds of businesses that Belizeans don't have. For example, industry, manufacturing, technology. There would be no problem there, right? But the problem is that because we're not putting in place the proper legislation, the, the Orientals are coming in and they're competing with Belizeans in grocery stores and the same area. So Belizeans, they can blanket them all, blanket them all in one thing and say, you know what, we don't want them people and we don't want no more of them. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the truth of the matter is if we were able to separate the two issues, we could still have Orientals, but they are contributing to national development and the economy, but they are operating in non-competitive areas.
1: Yeah,
2: okay. Well, you know, I think one of the, the issues with the diaspora also, too, is the fact that, okay, this is the only group that come in, when I say come in, that, that can potentially come in independent of GOB or any party, in, in the sense that since 2006, they have contributed over half a billion dollars, and that's been conservative to the economy, of Belize. So this is the only group that can say that, look, um in addition to all other groups, Guatemala, Chinese or any other group that comes in and says, Look, we, we you know, we bring something to the table where we're not trying to take anything from your health care, take anything from your um you know, from your unemployment thing. You know, we are actually contributing to, to the to the to the economy of
3: Belize and no other group can boast that. But how Belize and Americans are Belizean in every way, my brother. They are Belizean in every way. And even if That is true, and even if they were to come and depend upon our health system and education system, it is their system too. So that's why I'm saying that in itself is not a valid argument for locking them out because they are no different from us. I think the problem comes in in where the perception is that they see things differently from afar off and need to be in it to experience it, to make the kind of decisions that need to be made. And that at the end of the day, they will not run and go back after everything goes broke. The Belizean people are a disenfranchised people in Belize. Mm-hmm. We, we are a people without hope. Okay. one when you, you, you say without
2: hope, what, what do you see that's, to, that's that's, what do you see? We, we, we're coming up on a break in a minute, Louis. but
3: before, yes. just
2: to the break, explain to us what you see that is um, pulling that hope away from the people of Belize, as you,
3: right. see it, as you understand it. Right. The, the people of Belize, and I'm speaking in generalized terms, are disenfranchised because when you talk to the person on the street, they are totally dissatisfied with the system but don't know how to change it. So they don't want to complicate it because they feel that the system is already against them as it is. The corruption, the rampant corruption, people feel helpless. I speak to many people who are highly educated that you would believe that they were the ones to point the way out. And they themselves are helpless. You, would, you, you wouldn't believe the number of people who simply exist within the system and have no energy in them to try to create a change. And and, um, that is what I mean by the sense of hopelessness. The fact that there is a growing number of people that will, will succumb to money and just take the money and will vote who you want them to vote because they have already given up on the system. We are at a dangerous place within our country when it comes to the role money will play more than anything else and everything else that in other words that we will be able to bring in the smartest people the most qualified people be from the diaspora from anywhere else and we will be able to have the best platform for change and our people are so disenfranchised that they won't even be able to understand it to see what it means. They will simply take the money and vote how they vote because our poverty is so high and our disenfranchisement with the system is so much that the answer could be in front of us and we will take the money and go for that.
2: And then, but you know, having said that, Lewis, and I totally, totally agree with you, so the patronage, this patronage clientele kind of system where, where they curry favor for votes by you know yes. by, by you know a like quick kind of you know you uh is, is money where i mean because someone the saying let's go back to the huang example they're saying that he was paying the pb of kaya um, is that really really you know you you're there is this the case that they actually are paying buying votes as it were
3: hubert H- 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 i don't think the issue in the huang case was that of paying votes because paying votes has now, like I tell you, become a, almost a staple across the country of Belize. In other words, we don't even need the immigrants again to for, for win the constituency. If you got the money, you could do it. That was even the issue that occurred in Cayo Central. What I believe occurred in Cayo Central was that a totally unknown individual brought money in. So, so money was not a part of the platform, it was the platform. And that this money or a portion of it, this individual is admitting that it comes from a foreigner and a foreign investor and a foreign company with interest in Belize. That there was this person and his companies by the name of Lord Neil Gibson, mm-hmm. who admit that he is funding this candidate. That this candidate has said on record, yes, this is my friend, this is my co-investor, this this person I, is my is, is a business partner, and, and this person has contributed to my to my um to my campaign. So, so, this is, to me, another level. It's not just an issue of paying the voter. Uh, you understand what I'm saying? But it's like all the cards are on the table, and you put all the cards on the table, and the people still brought this individual in. Is, I, I wish I could explain to you the level of troubling that it troubles me, but I am an optimist. I always tell people, if, if, if I was a pessimist, I would definitely not be on the air mm. two hours of the morning trying to educate people because then it, I would consider it to be futile. But I have, as I say, I've determined that education will be the way forward for us. Is this
2: one guy, is he a dual national? I mean, he has, I mean what's your information on that? The one guy and in who, If If he is...
3: Repeat your question.
2: No, is he a dual national? Is he whole? I mean, uh, believes in no. Because natural- dual, people,
3: dual, people uh, with dual nationalities cannot run for cannot run for political office at this present moment. So if he is, he is hiding it. Um, and that has not well, to
2: so to correct you on that one there. It's no What it, if you're naturalized dual national you can it's only if you were natural born Belizean dual national that you can I think that's how the law is That's what makes the law so convoluted if you are if you are if you are naturalized dual national like say a penner Then you find you're good to go, but if you or this, or, 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 Our or, understanding on
3: the ground in Belize is that penner could only run if he's not a dual national. In other words, he gave up his Canadian. The same thing, that is the reason why Yolanda Shakron was disqualified um, um, from running, and there was, a, there was a particular case there. So, mm-hmm. so, so for these people to, to run, I am telling you that on the ground here in Belize, there is an understanding that they do not have any dual citizenship at all. Because it, I, see, nice. and I think that's and, what, that, 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 that's where the thing
2: comes though Louis. Because look, if we come back to the Chakran case. Chakron was, uh, you know, she she was born in Guatemala, but she also uh, you know, parents are Belizean, but she also had a U.S. passport before she was 18, mind you. So before she was 18, she she had the U.S. passport. So that would have made her good to go, you know. If in, I mean, technically based on the law, I'm telling you, because you know, if you if you if, if, like you're, like my kids are any children that's born here. You know, um, to a Belizean national in the states, they're good to go because they have not used a U.S. passport, or they have not—they have, they have gained—they have gained U.S. nationality before their the 18th birthday. That's how the law is structured. So, you okay, know, well, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. What I'm
3: telling you is on the ground. It is not. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure that you have had lawyers on, and you will have lawyers on.
4: But I could tell you
3: that a person who is known to have a dual citizenship some camp- anywhere in the world cannot win an election in the league. How these people have gotten in, and, they, and as I said, Benny can't get in, Chakram was eliminated, Penner has sworn and vowed and sworn publicly that he does not have dual citizenship, and that test will come up for Huang too. And I can almost put my head on the block that if they come out and say they have a dual citizenship, you won't even go to the court. They can't win mm-hmm. well, on you know the ground said, because of the perception on the ground.
2: You know what Pernice said, though? I think I was listening to a Channel 5. I had a Channel 5 thing that I had pulled up a while back where he says, um, I'm a Canadian by descent. You know, that's what he said, he's a Canadian by descent, but he, you know, but something that about the political
3: ramifications.
2: Mm-hmm. They know the political
3: ramifications, Right. Yeah. As, as yeah, and I'm
2: not disagreeing with you. I totally, I, okay. I see what you're saying, Louis, and I, am totally not disagreeing with you at all, my brother. Um, you know, uh, I mean, I was just saying, my just understanding was that um, do
3: national... to... go ahead. The on the ground. I try to give you what is happening on the ground. Okay, okay, ground. okay. And what would change it for the Belizean American, as I say, is that ability for them to begin to see people within that context. I, I almost think that it is more a political political blocking that is taking place because there's also a perception that more of the people from the diaspora are one political cup of persuasion over the other. Have you heard that before?
2: Yeah, I've, 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 I've heard that before. I've heard that before. On, um, but you know what? We're coming up on a break, Louis. And sure. can you stay with us for, for, for a little while longer while we, you know, while we discuss these very important issues? Okay, my brother. So we will take a break, and I want to say this is Hubert Pipersburg broadcasting live out of Los Angeles, and I'm talking to my fellow Belizean brother, um, Louis M. Wade Jr. from Plus TV, live out of Belmapan. We will take a break. And we will come back and discuss this. Hold us up, Louis, because that's a very, that, that thing that we could discuss. And we're going to move on to other subjects. But uh, so far, I'm happy with what we're doing so far. And um, I'm, I appreciate you coming on, my brother. So just hold for a minute, okay? Sure. Greetings. We are back on again. Um, this is Hubert Pipersberg, uh, coming live out of Los Angeles. And, and I have on the line with me via Skype, um, Louis M. Wade Jr., who is the uh, founder and the host of Plus TV out of Belmapan. And before we went on the break, Louis and I were discussing um, you know, the issue of um, the diaspora involvement dual Nationals and if you missed that, don't worry. You can all there's a podcast available immediately after the show, and the podcast is there for months. So if you missed it today, and you don't have time to um, tune in, no worries. You could always go and um, you know, do the podcast on at your own convenience. And if you are if you can't join the podcast if you can't sorry if you can't join live right now on the internet, you could call. You know, you could you could call you could do a calling or you could do the um the Skype listening which is um BTR listener zero five three that's the Skype address. Or you can call if you wanna if you're on the go and you gotta run seven one four two four two six one one nine. Again,
3: if you you can
2: do the Skype listen you can do listen by Skype. BTR listener uh zero five three that's the Skype address. You can search in the Skype engine. Or if you have on the go calling your cell phone 714-242-6119. and if in Belize you have a Magic Jack, then it won't cost you. You could call that too. So, um, there's no excuse for you not to be able to listen. You don't have to log on. You don't have to join anything. Just tune in. Okay, Louis. Um, here's what, as I understand it, and you're right. If you were born in Belize, say as a, as a to a Chinese person, that makes you a Belizean. So yes, you can. you you, you, you but. You still, you still, even though you're still by all, by the fact you're still a Chinese national because, you know, you, you know like if I, if I have a kid that's born here, even though um, she's American, he's still uh, um, uh, Belizean by virtue of the fact that I am um, Belizean. But I think what occurs is that if you naturalize, let's say I get naturalized, not me, but let's say you, someone from Canada or the United States, get naturalized after the 18th birthday. They don't. They 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 they're not disqualified. So I think that's. I just wanted to draw that distinction there. So I mean, you know, I don't know how you understand it there, but that's basically been my understanding of the law, the way it's written, and that's why we say that you know we were championing the fact that we need to you know take a look at these you know revisit these laws and and see how we can um you know at least make changes so that the playing field can be level and we take away these arbitrary and capricious uh, applications of these laws, but yeah. um. Coming back to what you we were saying, um, we were discussing the issue of um, with the Penner and them, you know, and I, I, do you recall what you were saying for the last thing before we went to the break? I want you to continue on that train of thought right there.
3: Okay. Uh, you, you're still hearing me clearly?
2: Yes, clearly, clearly, brother. Okay.
3: Yeah, all right, very good. Now, there may be a political aspect to it because of the probably the party that first brought it to the national discussion, and then um, secondly, the perception that people in the diaspora more um, have a political bias to one particular party than, than they have to the other. No? That, that may also be another factor that could be driving, um, driving the conversation as well.
2: Okay. Um let me address that since I'm in diaspora you now. Since you know, I you're the expert on the girl, well I'm the expert on the girl here, Right? All right? So, um uh, you know, look, there one could have argued, um you know one could have argued say uh maybe five, ten, fifteen years ago before again, before social media that yes, there was a perceived bias of the diaspora towards say one particular party. You know? Whether it be red or blue. You know, they they tend to uh, you know, they tend to have gravitated towards say in this in the red more so than they would have done the blue. But I think what's occurring now, as people get more information and there's more dialogue with individuals such as yourself, I can tune into Plus TV the other day, I will listen to Audrey Matura on your show. I mean, I you know, routinely yeah. you know, listen to Mo's or any of those other you know, in, independent media houses. What's happening is yeah. that, um, that is, people are starting to say, you know what, we need to, look, we need to put aside – people aside that are tired of our foolishness, then, Louis. Just like you are down here and saying, look, we need to look at party national allegiance mm-hmm. over party allegiance you understand
3: and i think people are starting to say look that's correct just... and i think yeah go ahead and that is what is going to help to bring about a more um, balance to the discussion that uh, and that's what i'm saying you know because as political parties um begin to feel that they themselves would not be a threat um to open a, open a door that they are less likely to benefit from if there is equal benefit, then I think there is going to be equally <laughs> great as, as I said at this present moment, like I said I observe and I'm just watching the situation and i'm watching watching it as it develops and I think that's the reason that why um, um, but with the coming of the With the click of social media, I am telling you that I I don't see it lasting um very very much longer, if I could put it that way. For the basic reason that Belizean Americans now are getting multiple sources of um of information and are and are mm, more or less beginning to level out in in their in their thinking in their in in their thinking. I tell you though. Political bias is a powerful thing, you know, because many of the people who went to the United States um, went there because they felt some form of political victimization, separate mm-hmm. from the issue of Hurricane and so on. So that's a that's a powerful that's a powerful perspective. Watch out. Nobody likes to be victimized, and some people carry their victimization into generations. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's the yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. That's the reality.
2: That, that's valid. That's a valid, valid, valid point, Louis. That I'm not going to argue with you. That yes, there there was a time when you know when um you know I mean let's, let's be honest, there was a time when the PP was seen as the party that was against the diaspora and the UDP was seen as the party for the diaspora. Guess what's happening yeah. now, um, Lewis? The UDP has con- uh, has now taken for granted the diaspora. They just assume that that's their natural consistent when. With the advent of social media and the exchange that we can have on all these these media and these, these um, social on the internet, it's now starting to look that you know when all is said and done, they're not in the interest of you know the people in the diaspora. They're, they're not in. A, they're not using. They're not trying to bring bring be more inclusive with Belizeans that that are living outside of their country. In fact, they are putting up barriers and impediments just like the PUP. You know, so they can't make that argument anymore. That they, that they, that they, um, because when Mr. Barrow came with the Seventh Amendment, some there were powerful forces inside his own party, such as um, the uh-huh. education minister. You know, who was in fact arguing against you know that the uh, him including the diaspora in, in 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 the discourse. So I think you know okay. they can't make that. They cannot make that uh, readily make that statement that that people in the diaspora will yeah. adhere to them and listen to what they're saying because no, it's Becoming more and more apparent when we talk to people like <coughs> such as yourself and others that look, these two parties, yeah. for all practical purposes, are operating within the shadows of each other. You know, but yes. coming back that's to that's why I am saying that game. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, go ahead.
3: No, I, I was saying that is why I'm saying that the game changer is going to be social media because Belizean Americans now are getting a wealth of um, of other voices. That are coming in, and I think that that is going to be a game changer. I, it, I have no uh, doubt in my mind. Um, for example, when the prime minister traveled to Los Angeles um, and did his last presentation, uh, and he discussed the issues of the corruption in the lands department, you know, that was in the I mean, within a matter of hours, and made every single headline. And there were two things we were,
1: two things we were
3: seeing out of that conversation. One of, one of it was that people in, in the United States were more interested in their issues like land and, and their own personal issues as opposed to some of the huge hitting issues. For, for example, not when the Prime Minister went to the U.S., they had, a, they had done a blackout on media in Belize. In other words, they were not appearing on any media house. They were not doing anything except on Wave. Um, the prime minister, I think when he came back, he refused to meet with the media. Up to right, though, I think they are just controlled press conference and so on. So um, um, that opportunity that Belizean Americans have had to ask him any question that they could, um, Belizeans at home did not have that opportunity. <laughs> yes, yes, that's yes. Not a lot of things. And then they were saying, who is my land? Who <laughs> is my home? Who is my this? You know.
2: Yeah. I, think them, I think there's a lot of ignorance on both sides of the thing, too. So I, was, I will admit that there is a lot
3: of ignorance. And, in and, and social media will bridge that gap.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, to, just to just to touch on what you were saying, the Prime Minister himself was saying at that Tongha meeting which I was there, he was saying that, look, he got to be careful what he's said. Watch what he said because he knew that <laughs> as soon as he comes out, the mouth... <laughs> Yeah, right. it would be you know yeah they, instantly, in, instantly on YouTube or wherever you know. So he, they are aware, they are aware about the impact of the, of the social media on on the political yeah. discourse. So it, it's not without, uh, it's not without you know, they're not ignorant to that to that thing. But you do, you are yeah. right. There are a lot of ignorance going on within the diaspora itself of Belizeans with the issues and you know, and tend, a lot of them tend to be more um, you know self interested than to say looking at the bigger picture and the national issues that. Can impact, and that's where we come in with the popular education to try to bridge again true. bridge a gap between that ignorance and, and trying to get these people to look. There are bigger, see the bigger picture as opposed to just that minute little understanding that you have of an issue that maybe only be that, affecting you. That's right.
0: That's right. Um,
2: um, okay, so let me ask you: What do you think? You're a media guy you now. You know, you you know you have a heavy influence um, in talking to a lot of people, like Stephen O'Keefe and others, who speak very highly of you. You know, you have a very heavy influence on the. On the, on the political discourse down there. What do you think is the role of media in Belize? Or should be the role of the media in Belize?
3: Yeah. Um, media's role in a developing country like Belize should be to educate, help people to understand from a neutral perspective the underlying issues to why they are going through what they are going through. For example, the high unemployment rate. Our poverty is growing. We are, we are, we are over 44% in dire poverty. Explaining to people what unemployment means, like for example, un- you you are considered employed if you only work one hour in one week In the month that you um, that you were questioned by the Statistical Institute so that when people have a when the numbers come out for unemployment when the numbers come out for GDP growth when the numbers come out for all of these things the Belizean can automatically understand for themselves what it means and they do not have to depend upon a political directory to explain what the numbers mean to them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, why I will tell you that we got into media, my wife and I, when I say we, at a very pivotal point in time, we recognized that media houses also have a political bias to one side or the other. And there was the need for a media house that could shoot right down the middle politically and help to bring light on political issues. With that, if people trust us sufficiently with the information that they know and need, they will also trust us with what is our primary objective, which is to give people the understanding of what God means to them in their everyday life. If people can trust us with what they understand, they will be able to trust us with what they don't understand or the the bigger issues of life that they are grappling with. And so that remains our focus to try to be as neutral as possible, but we will speak into the issue. If the government does something wrong, we will speak it and explain why. We have, within just the last year, we have gotten like nearly five lawsuits, um, lawsuits, threats, and so on. You mean we against have, both
2: TV? Or yes, I
3: mean? against both TV. We okay. have been our entire... Government budget for advertising has been cut down to zero. We have been blacklisted. They don't appear on our television station. And it's not because we are political. It is because we have decided that we will ask questions that other media houses do not ask. And we will explain it to the people, even in the threat of a lawsuit. And we have done that more than one time. I have spoken to reporters from other media houses that have stories to run, that will not run it because they have been told if you run it, we will sue you. And so they have chosen not to run those stories. As opposed to we we that must be the idiot or something. We will run that story. We will run that, we will run that story. Run that story and, and but 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 there are issues that some media houses do not touch. And we, we are still wondering if we're the idiot yet or if we're doing the right thing. But, give me an but example of one of issues, I, like to, go go know, in, I go don't want to put in. you on spot, but give me an example of an issue. Citrus! Citrus! Some, some, some of the media houses don't trust Citrus. Some of the media houses trust uh, touch parts of Citrus, but they are afraid of a lawsuit. Citrus is one example that is current. Mm. Alright? Uh, um, the, the, the second issue is the is the issue of pointing out bare face corruption and I got to tell you I love Moze I love Moze from Krim because he also for most of the issues have that very same um, uh, he has that same um, um, thing as well and like in my own head you know I I see Moze as like a counterpart Um, we're working even though we work from two different media houses and two different perspectives sometimes I do agree sometimes to me, I, I see myself um, along with Mo's helping to create and along with people like Arjo Matura. I don't see them in any way as competition, but, but as, as all of us in this thing together. But there are, there are certain issues. That, um, and, and one of our issues that we discuss is the moral decline and the, and the, 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 um, the homosexual agenda. Um, so we've moved into things like the gender, the gender issue, um, that we found in, in schools and highlight what the schools are teaching on these issues and bring them out to light. People are afraid. Other media houses are afraid to touch those topics. We deal with uh, we deal with certain issues that will surely affect our financial bottom line that other media houses might 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 skirt around. Um, we we do let me ask you,
2: um, you, you, know, you, you touched on a point there. What, what role does outside influence play on the media in Belize?
3: What role does outside influence? Um, I could list them down, and I would probably say um, Channel 5 is owned by Lord Michael Ashcraft, and, and, and I believe he's one of, one of his companies, maybe. um, um, um Love FM is national. Channel Seven is national. Um, Krem is is national. I'm not sure if they may have a few shareholders outside, but I, I, I think most of the media houses um, are all national in their in their nature. I think maybe what would make them touch or not touch an issue would be maybe, is it coming from the U.S. embassy? Is it coming from the Venezuelan embassy? Is it coming from the Taiwan embassy? And it might get maybe a little bit better treatment than other topics. But for the most part, I don't think that um, media houses in Belize have foreign influence. We have none, n- neither financial nor um nor any kind of support, some, some outside. My wife and I own Club TV. Okay, all right. Um, you
2: know, um, coming back to, you know, what, what role, okay, when that penance thing broke with the, you know, the passport yes. and thing, how, how did the media, what, what role did the media play in that? I mean, you know, did it to, to keep that story alive, to educate believers, and like you like to say, like you just said, on the intricacies of not seeing it through, one particular length but seeing it as a national issue that that should transcend any of the you know rose-colored glasses.
3: We must give credit to Channel Five on the passport issue. Microdon, I think, was probably the primary um, journalist, and I think that is one of the, if you may call it, an advantage of Harry having some some financial backing from outside because. Um, um, if, I could, if I could say that, you know, they have access to lawyers, good lawyers, <laughs> they have access to very good research. And so there is advantage to that as well. But Channel 5 led the, the charges as it, as it pertains to the immigration issue. Um, uh, I think maybe ourselves and CREM were a close second um, some of these issues, um, I am I am biased. Let me say that because I am involved in media, um, but I think trailing behind you would probably have Channel Seven, maybe um, Love FM, um, on on this specific, on this on that specific issue, you know.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, let's um, let's 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 hit something that I know you have you know you have talked about a lot and i you know over the you know I mean you have you have highlighted a lot and you and this is something i believe that you know that you you know, this is something that you your conviction which i respect this is something that you believe truly and you know no one should question someone's conviction if you know it, just because they disagree with it you know what i mean or sure. call in into question because it doesn't align with their philosophical thinking or, or or alignment so um what what is what is your what is your specific uh
4: Issue
2: with the revised gender policy.
3: The revised gender policy legalizes prostitution. That was a part of the inception, right? Mm -hmm. It's there on multiple pages. We were the ones that had to highlight it to ensure that it was removed. That's one issue, right? Belize has a massive problem with um. Human trafficking, even as we speak right now, I think there were more reports just between the last two and three days regarding immigration department have to shut down some prostitution places and so on. Secondly, that gender policy also spoke to reducing the age of consent from 18 to 16. Which means now that for two more years, or two less years, children will be under the authority of their parents. Thirdly, the gender policy... And I I literally go by memoria on some of these things that are present within the the revised gender policy. Thirdly, they wanted to see contraception as a public good as something that was a public good now if you live the Belize and you already see the indiscriminate nature in which condoms are handed out at parades to little children like it's a sweet. And, and I could recall a, a, um, a particular parade what age, what my, age
2: so. me, are we talking about that people are doing this repeat that what age kids are we talking about or the children that,
3: you know... I just... was nine-year-old and ten-year-old with people who are passing in a parade. I, I could recall one year where there was a condom. There was a condom or a penis dressed up in the public parade where you had little children and everybody and... me picked me the girl away that, that day and we have to tell them, they want a banana, it's a banana, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. and I could go on after point, point after point after point where... um we had disagreement with the government. All right? Now, believe I think between 75 and 85% of this nation are professing or statistically or demographically linked to Christianity and some, um, some Christian religious organization. Basic decency would make any government on moral issues lobby and consult with church organizations there was no consultation with churches none so when you touch family when you touch the role appearance and children in the home when you touch Masculinity, male and female, and gender roles. The church in Belize will never separate itself from such issues. We will be a part and parcel of the decision-making process.
2: What do you think? Okay, specifically, uh, um, and, and regarding S fifty-three, uh, what is what do you think? You know, is is the issue with that particular? Is there an issue in your mind with that particular? On
3: the yeah, I, I believe it should be taken to national referendum. I believe that it should not be determined in court, I believe that it should be determined in parliament. Um, these types of issues, you know, um, our constitution in Belize speaks very clearly to, to um, the, the freedoms that we have. They are built and based upon three things. One of them is uh, public morality and uh, the, other, um, the other one is the, the rule of law. Um, and so, we speak highly in our, in our country regards to public morality. So if the public morality is changing or, is it, or it has changed, then take it to the people and let the people decide. No foreign entity, United States or Europe or United Nations or any other, should be able to determine for the Belizean people a moral issue. If it is related with public morality then the public must have a say how can the public not have a say in an issue that is related to public morality indeed what when you said when you said
2: the um the homosexual agenda specifically what you know i mean that's a very broad terminology
3: uh, kind
4: of get um, the, the, into details the about organi- what you
3: meant by that the organization in belize that heads the the, the homosexual agenda is an organization by the name of unibam Unibam has out, has out a seven-point agenda of what it is that they are setting out to do. Number one, number two, number three, right down. And, and that's what we are talking about when we talk about the homosexual agenda in Belize. Now, clearly, there is a, there is a wider agenda worldwide, which includes the issues of gay marriage, um, transgender issue. I mean, in America, where you live, a man could become a woman, a woman could become a man and Galba, and, and vice versa. And Americans don't have an issue with that. That's great for America. You know, if, they, if their public morality accepts that, well and fine for America. But I don't think that America represents the kind of leadership where they can tell the rest of the world what is going to constitute public morality around the world. I think America determines for America. The can can determine that for themselves.
2: Okay, so you don't think that the United States, you know, hegemony should be pressuring any of these these peripheral states in the Caribbean or otherwise to to adopt, you know, th- 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 to uh, to adopt this kind of what you con- what you would consider liberal American interpretation
3: of mover American. 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 and shaker uh, of the issue in Belize and Central America, and I think we have had um, people like the Secretary of State. Um, uh, I don't know if she is now. Um, um, Clinton? Clinton? Well, it's not, um, it's not John Kerry, it's not Clinton anymore. That's that yeah. correct. That, that's what I thought. So, but the, but the previous one, and we have had, I mean, um, uh, issues out of, out of Europe as well, comments made by the Prime Minister, Cameron uh, of of Great of, um, Britain. Of, um, of Britain, who have made very clear links between economic aid and and this particular agenda it's mm-hmm. it's it's not a private record this is their thing this is their mantra
2: you know so let me ask you you think that then that um you know, as far as the, you know that agenda is concerned in Belize, how prevalent is it then? I mean, what what what, what influence is it having on, a, on society? You said you went to a parade, obviously, where they're passing out condoms to kids, and you know, there was a penis in the parade. So, what what impact, if any, is this this, this particular agenda, as you see or understanding, is having
3: on all, on our nation as a people? I I think the Belizean people have been very clear in regards to their opposition to it, and I and I think the government, for various reasons, is trying to find many, many different ways to try to bring it in. It appears, to be, it appears to be something that this government is committed to, and we are committed to the opposite. And um, just like the government is strategizing and trying to find ways, we are doing exactly the same thing to counter it. Uh, and we will do that until they take it to the public, and the public says that's what they want. Um, mm-hmm. Until then, un- un- until there is no public consensus, we believe we have the public consensus on our side, and that's what we are going to continue to do. It's, it's very simple. Um, if a small group of people believe that they have the power and the authority to change things in this nation, then um, let them do it if they think they have that power. You were, educate, you were um, uh, an educator, right? From our perspective, I don't think, I don't think that they can... That they can do it, but then I could be wrong. Well, I mean, you, have, you were an educator, Louis. I mean, in one of the
2: biggest high schools for many years, right? Science teaching science. What did you observe as far as you know the influence of that agenda on those on those on the students in that
3: particular high school? Well, that that agenda is something very recent. Belizeans are have been and will continue to be very tolerant people to different lifestyles. We are not in any way talking about people's personal preferences regarding sexual positions. We're not talking about that. We are talking about a move by a group of people to change legislation that must involve the whole nation. We are not talking about a person down the street who declares about what or or fails to declare what he wants to be or who he wants to love or have a relationship with. This is not that issue. This is when you will take something that is private and taking, and you will take it into the public domain and then when the public have a problem with it, you will shout that it's a private affairs and that it shouldn't be nobody's business when you are the ones who are actively trying to change the law and bring it into the public. I mean, we've been, living with this, we've been living with this issue for years. So, if this is a private issue, why are you taking it to court? Why are you taking it into the national government? Uh, um, uh, uh, and why are you trying to create a special niche for a group of people? Let me, let me tell you my biggest problem. Belize. 50% of our people are discriminated against for political reason. 10 to 12% of our country is Maya and they live in object poverty, abject poverty. And now you will turn around and talk to me about discrimination against a super minority that call themselves LGBT. That i have no way of identifying who they are or are not you are going to ignore the plight of the garifuna and the plight of the maya people and the plight of any person who you perceive to be of a different political persuasion you you as the state will be the biggest discriminator within the country, and then you will come to us with a smile and want to set free a group of people that represent two or three percent. I mean, that is the height of arrogance and ignorance that you will violate the rights of 50% of your country because they belong to a different political color than you. And then you will trump and champion the cause of a super minority who are not being discriminated against. What is that? Hmm uh mm-hmm. um i i
2: you know what do you say to those critics you know and i you know we read the blogs you know we be, you know we on facebook what do you say to those critics who say that um that your view your viewpoint sometimes can be they say that um it's uh, intolerant it doesn't take into consideration you know other others uh other people's uh, uh, idiosyncrasies
3: i i um i wrote an article on that last week. It was called, um, Is It Love That I'm Feeling? Uh, the issue of love versus tolerance. It, it, I would encourage your viewers to, to um, read that for them to understand that true love is tolerant, but only up to a certain point. Um, for example, if your child is taking drugs in your home, you will love that child but you will set down certain rules and parameters regarding their drug use. So love carries with it both a tolerance and an intolerance. So people's comments on my intolerance um, is their right. However, true love dictates that you don't remain silent when a person chooses a behavior or a lifestyle that can um, hurt them, that can hurt them. And that goes for any and everything. We are our brother's keeper. That is a kind of different philosophy than the Western world and United States. America is a very individualized society. Belize is a community society. So we do not have that kind of attitude that says, well if that that's the way you want, make it do it. In America it's very individualized. The African countries, the Caribbean and, and Belize far as within that, it tends to be an extended family community. I take care of you, you take care of me kind of concept. You know? We don't put our parents in old folks home and lock them up. We bring them into the home. Um we we, we don't practice that kind of, of culture here. Um, we are a brother's keeper. Mhm.
2: Yeah. Um, I, I I noticed that you were in South Africa. Was it South Africa. You traveled in Africa recently, correct?
3: Yes. I, I, I was in Nigeria for for some weeks.
2: What was it all about? Was that in an official capacity, or just an opportunity, or you just wanted to go there
3: to uh to mm. to um you know to visit Africa? I I, I travel a lot. Um, mm. much more than I want. You know, I I, I travel the um. Central America, United States, Canada, uh, I've been all the way through to Asia, I've been to um, Taiwan, and, and there are different different reasons, no? Some of them are for the Christian activities that I carry out, some of them are for media activities, um, and some of them are just interfering. <laughs> my, more, my,
2: my, broaden your worldview, huh? All right. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and I love to compare, I love to compare systems, start with people and see how things are done in their country, you know? So, so I, I, was, I, I, I was a bit curious. I was a bit curious about what's happening in Africa. Um, African Christianity is growing faster than the United States and by, 19, and by 2050, I think Africa will be the continent with the most Christians in the world. And I, I wanted to go see that. So when the opportunity presented itself, I went.
2: Um, you know, coming back to, uh, to Belize, where you know where that we're concerned with, um, what kind of what do you think that? Um, I mean, and I and I'm asking this question. If uh, I don't want to, you to believe that I'm that I'm trying to pigeonhole you on anything, but honestly, okay. do you believe I'm, I'm not... that? I don't um, want to think I try ambush you because I I, I I always like to tell people I don't bring on guest stuff or argue with them or fight with them because I disagree in their position. You know, you understand yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I i so say. I
3: you can you can feel free to disagree with every time
0: I I you know. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but no,
2: I'm just thinking. So people who say, "Why are you something?" I'm like, "Listen, I, my job is not to." I, I brought you in here so people can hear your views. Whether they agree with it, whether or not they agree with it or not, that's on them. Okay, I'm just telling you, you know what, you know that's how I look at it. Um, but you know, do you believe that the PUP or the UDP, for that matter, have lost the moral authority of the government based on all these things that we're discussing
3: now? Well, it's it's quite interesting, you know, because you know who
0: who. Who
3: are the ones who are saying that government has lost the moral authority to govern? It is Amandala, (laughs) Amandala, which is secular. It is a secular news organization that has been able to say this government has lost the moral authority to govern. We have never said that, Trust TV, and and I, I will tell you, don't expect Trust TV to make those kinds of declarations regarding any government's um, moral authority to govern. But I will tell you that there are some moral issues that we have a problem with when it comes to this government. The issues of prostitution, lowering our consent. Man, to the core of me, Hubert, and diaspora, to the core of me, I will fight against this government or any other government on issues that will try to see government reduce the period of time that children will stay in their home and be under the authority of parents, just so that government can use that opportunity to give them contraception and allow the child to take certain services like abortion, independent of the knowledge of the parent.
4: This is not
3: America. This is not America. America. This is Belize. Our roots and traditions stem from a different place than the United States. And, and today in America, American Christians cannot speak as freely and act as freely upon their convictions as we can in Belize. And for the short period of time that I have on earth, I, I don't want to see my nation, Belize, Become the kind of nation that America is going where to speak in public about certain issues They will get shut down. They will get fired. They get terminated Their show will be pulled off the air That is not the belief that I want and I am we watch America very closely my brother and We don't like what we are seeing when it comes to freedom of speech and expression
2: Okay um you know, I mean, that's a very interesting observation because given the fact that, you know, the American influence, not only on Belize, but, you know, on the world in general, but Belize in particular, where I, I recall when I was there recently, I mean, I, went, I was in a jungle, okay, the rainforest, and I saw a Coca-Cola sign. I saw a Libby with a Nike shoes. I mean, you know what I mean? It's amazing to see the influence. I was I went, I went to the heart of the jungle in there, and I saw this. But I was like,
0: it was amazing to see
2: America's influence. So how do we... How do these peripheral countries, you know, get past
3: that? <laughs> we, we can only, we can at least pick and choose our battles. And I think that is really what it boils down to. That, that at, the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if the people love Coke, and the people say, we want Coke, my brother, that is what is going to happen. And I think it's the same with, with the... With the homosexual agenda it is the same with any other any other issue but what we want is not for for people to paint a perception that the people want coke then we give the people coke without the people's consent and then hold a gun to their head and say we will sue you and we will take you to jail we'll take away your business because what the people really want is coke so western influences have permeated true beliefs and it will continue to do so. we choose our battle, and we stand our ground and draw the line as it pertains to morality mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. you know I mean, you know Louis, it's interesting that um you know i mean you, and I, that's why I've said that we've got to have dialogue because what we read on the blog versus when we actually sit down and talk honestly among ourselves you know is entirely different, I and mean, there is you know it's, it's entirely
3: different let let's let's, let's can be clear I, can about I, that. It, can I say ahead, to you, Bert, please. that there are a couple of people, I will call no names, in the Belizean diaspora who have n- little knowledge of what is happening in Belize on the moral landscape. Yet they speak as authority and they blog in the United States and paint me and some of my friends that I hold dearly as people of evil intent. I have read blogs from the United States, Belizean Americans who support the LGBT issue, who know nothing about who we are and what we represent in the country of Belize, and paint a picture that we are evil people who are fighting against these people. And I can tell you categorically that that is not true. That we have tried our best to remain on board and on these issues to remain as peaceful and as nice and as positive as possible. And I can also add that my friends, like Pastor Scott's term, they are known and loved and respected in Belize. But for Belizean Americans who may live in the diaspora and read some of these blogs that I refuse to call the name, they would think that some of these people are the most hated and hateful people in Belize. And that helps to create a disconnect rather than help to create a bridge. Because people, I don't care what they write about me, you know, because at the end of the day, people in Belize know me. But, it, but I question how people in America or other places that they report to how they would see us. But people in Belize who live in Belize, I think they know who we are. They know what we represent. I have been in the public domain from I was 16 years old. I am now 44 years old. You know, um, I think the only person who can damage my reputation is me.
2: <laughs> what, what kind of um, What kind of a uh, you know? On that line, there, what kind of uh, individuals you'd like to see in hold
3: high office in Belize in terms of their moral integrity? I mean, yeah. the, the the truth the truth of the matter is that nobody is perfect. We don't we don't live in the age of angels. I believe that it is more about putting people in place who will change the system. I don't care. I don't care. Or I should say I care less about their... um, I care less about their moral integrity when it comes to if they're a Christian or not. That is not of primary importance to me. Whether or not...
2: Why? Why? I mean, I would think that would be one of the things that you want to, at least they have that persuasion, you
3: know, I mean, because why would that? Why? Because there, are, because there are people who might be Christian, but they are not qualified for public okay. office. Okay, In okay. the same you might have people who are qualified for public office, and they are they understand the system and they want to change the system, but they are not Christian. So we have to go case by case basis, and that is why I um, I appreciate this opportunity To speak to you because people in the diaspora can be able to to get to hear what we think. That This is not a, a matter of hate. This is a matter of let the people speak. If the people want it, give it to them. And if the people don't want it, don't paint them a picture. It is the same thing with moral integrity. I am not interested in having the church run government or rule government. Not interested in that. We simply want people who will go in. That recognise that the system needs to be changed and will change the system that will allow for people present, uh, representation. And if those people are Christians, so be it. Christians are moral people and should be. But but Christians don't have an exclusive hold on what it is to be moral. The question is, will they bring about the correct and proper changes? because nobody's our angel my brother right now we have a kind of system in belize where all these men are, are respectable and they're so great and they're honorable this and honorable that but they come in and they rape us and then the system is loose and doesn't put them in jail so what i want right now i, w- I would even i would even dare say that we need a system want to treat people like angels but treat everybody, Christian or not, treat them like a little demon and so put in place a system that will lock them up in jail when they do the fool. That you is what we want. You want the system to that we'll so hold them accountable. That is what we want because we are, we are trying to put in these good people, these great people, these excellent people, these, these great, great, great people and then they come in and they rape us and the truth of the matter is they rape us because the system will set them free. The system will set them free. So it's not the people; it's it's people who will change the system.
2: Indeed, you know, um, brother Lewis. You know, I uh, we we, we coming to the end of this show. I mean, we only have like about two minutes left or so. But sure. you know, um, you're right, and that's why we. You know, I tell people, look, that's my Belizean brother. I mean, you know, you know, we're all Belizean brother. Yes, we have difference of opinion, philosophical, right. or, you know, or, but but they right. shouldn't stop us from talking.
3: Not at all. Not at, it at all. I believe You're it's still
2: my friend. You're still somebody else, you know, you know what I mean Yes. The it's, it's, open it's,
3: marketplace of ideas where ideas
2: are
3: discussed and, and you come up with a conclusion.
2: Okay. To, a final thought, Louis, to, uh, to, to 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 the diaspora. You, you have the you have the attention.
3: Yeah. Go ahead. Well, um, maybe I should use this time to plug our, our website, which is Trust TV Belize dot com plus tv dot com you will be able to get more of of what we talk about and streaming and everything and uh hubert i'm telling you something but i love my belizean diaspora as a matter of fact when we go to the states we go to certain states where if belizeans you know the day no matter how good they treat you you just not feel at it. home yeah,
0: no,
1: yeah, I mean,
3: yeah. uh, uh, it changes everything and we need to find a way to have Belizeans in the diaspora Included in the conversation All the time And also in the decision At every level At every level, my brother
2: Well, bring some of us on On your show, mean, I mean, you just, know, you come On Plus right. TV I mean, we have the technology Let's do
3: that, you know Yes, and we, we We are setting up that technology We are setting up that technology We've made major changes So that we will be able To have people like yourself Contribute Visually and auditorily But, but it, it's been slow and if you come to Belize lately and test the internet speed, you will see that that is why it is slow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well,
2: you know, I mean, Luis, I uh, like I said, I you know, I was interested in bringing you on because I've been reading your columns in the in the reporter, I've been following your your thing on Plus TV, and I said, you know what, this brother, a lot of the things that you're saying, I agree with a lot of the things that the viewpoints that you have, your your national perspective on policy issues, and you know, the fact that you transcend you know party color. That appeals to me because that's my approach because I'm tired of the foolishness of pigeonholing somebody into a you know,
0: exactly. into
2: red camp or blue camp. I want to say, look, yes, you can have your, you can support PUP. I don't care. You support UDP. I don't care. VIP, PNP. But at the end of the day, if, if you're going to, education, housing, uh, public safety, you know, infrastructure that's development, right. these are issues that must be nationalized.
3: That's right. My brother, this is why we are third world. We are third world because we constantly isolate 50% of the people from the discussion, because we pigeonhole them into a political party, and that means everything that they have to say must be idiotic. That is why we are failing. We are failing because we systematically discriminate against 50% of our population because of their political affiliation. Mm -hmm. Well,
2: Brother Lewis, I want to thank you. Thank your wife for uh, making you sit, you know sit, send two hours away from her on a beautiful Saturday and the kids you know I want to thank you for coming on and you know taking you know, and discussing good. with us brother and um um let's just say that we have a great understanding of each other and, uh, and of the issues because of your input and you know i'm happy I feel gratified that I was able to bring you on and be able to see here you. you you know and um let's let's keep in contact and let's Let's try to continue with the popular education, my brother. You have a wonderful Saturday, and God bless.
3: God bless you too. Thank you.
2: All right, my brothers and sisters, we just heard Brother Louis Wade, and live from Belmapan. You know, you know, you know. We have a new perspective of what this brother thinks, and you know, a clearer, a clearer understanding. And um, I was impressed. And I want to say this to all of you who are listening: Let's have an open mind. Let's not bro beat each other into debt. Yes, we're going to disagree. Yes, we're going to not agree on everything. But at the end of the day, we're all believing. We're in the same boat. Whatever whatever, whatever affects the front, affects the back. So all I have to say to you is have a wonderful Saturday. Do the right thing.